It's fans of the genre, your source for everything cool about gaming. It's episode 51, and I'm Rhodes Clark. I'm the other Brian Swanson. And I'm Mikey Krieger. Guys, uh, it's too freaking cold in Washington, but we're here to record a podcast. How are you doing? I'm so cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm yeah. hands cracked it's, open cold, baby. Dude, this is the first season I can think of where my hands are getting dry and, and gross. Like, I hate it. Oh, no. Um... But also, it's a national. Uh, as of this recording, it's National Margarita Day or something. So I, I am, I am into my second margarita. Oh, good, because I heard tomorrow's National Peanut Butter Day because that like works together somehow. Wow. Well, I, I don't know. You, get on you, the you guys know that I love peanut butter, right? Uh, I mean, I also am a human that breathes air. Brian, yeah, have you ever? Peanut good. All right, I'm just gonna throw something out there. You ever mm-hmm. just like stuck a spoon in a thing of peanut butter and eaten that? Yes. <laughs> you think so you're that, that weird, huh? No. How much do you do it though? I mean, not not very often. No, I do it a lot because I'm a sick, I mean, sick man. I'll, I just like th- throw it on a bread and call it good. Yeah. Like, I, like I, a, just 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 a peanut butter sandwich, like. Yeah, I'll you. do that too. I throw it on a bed, but, man. I take a nap. <laughs> in the peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> just just fill up my bathtub. Hey, so I'm thinking of becoming a streamer. Yeah? Yeah. Are you a stream? Um, I don't You know, like... Kiddo? Um, Your cat? Yeah, I was thinking about streaming my cat. I was thinking of um, maybe playing some video games online for people. Video games? Mm-hmm. You play video mm-hmm. games too? Yeah, in fact, I've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters, the newest game from Arc System and Bandai Namco. That sounds... And how? ...out of this world. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, Dragon Ball is set on Earth, weirdly enough. Uh, you can fight in space. Isn't that Earth yeah, with but dinosaurs? You can also fight on planet Namek. Yeah, it's Earth with dinosaurs. But and you can also fight in the uh, land of the Kais. That's true. So the last time we recorded, uh, we took two we-, we took a week off, but it was just me and Mikey. And yeah. I don't think either of us had, had the game yet, right? Or maybe we were just about to get uh, it? I think we're just about to get it. Yeah. Um, I love this game. I think it's like a super accessible, really fun fighting game. But until else, you get online. Until you get online. And how. But it also has a lot of um, options for yeah, I, uh, for like getting better. I don't know. What yeah, do you think I, about it? I think it kind of tricks you into like, not, not that it isn't accessible, but it definitely tricks you into thinking it's more accessible than it is because mm-hmm. like the game is like all the combos are super easy. They're like a quarter turn and a button press to do like special moves. And yeah. there are like kind of deeper combos that aren't like explicitly like like Mortal Kombat, whereas like you have like your fucking combo that's a like a chain of things that need to be like perfectly timed and like just executed like flawlessly. Yeah. Um, like a few of the uh, in the training area, the combo. Um, yeah, the combo trials or whatever they're called. Yeah, like a few of those I couldn't do, and I felt like I was doing them like just right. But you, um, so yeah, that's a, those are a weird mix of like <laughs> execution and then also knowing when it wants you to press the button because sometimes it wants you to do it. <laughs> like a rapid succession where you go like square triangle circle or you know down yeah. x triangle and sometimes, triangle sometimes, sometimes you have to wait like for a, a hit to pause. land yeah yeah um, uh, but yeah so like there's a few of those but I don't feel like those are really like essential to winning a match no but um, they are they do make it fun when you want to go beyond just like spamming the same button over and over and over oh, again oh totally but yeah. it's more about like knowing when to like call an assist and call in totally um, like, like using yeah. special attacks and like uh i need like my thing i've been trying to get better about is uh 
managing my key gauge and like mm-hmm. I use I was using those almost exclusively for like my special like my special attacks yeah where it's like you can use those for stronger uh like heavy attacks or for uh the like instant transmissions uh behind somebody yep and like it's like I, that's what I've been like trying to get better about but like there yeah there's so many different layers to it and like it's like feeling like a badass is so easy in that game yeah the, the game like it feel like we're, we've been saying this about Dragon Ball games for a long time, but it really does feel like you're watching an episode of the show in a lot of ways, especially mm-hmm. with the way the camera pans and turns mm-hmm. at the right time. And, um, yeah. It, just like the, sh- the show sometimes, it's like incomprehensible. Like you're not quite sure what's going on on the screen mm-hmm. if you're just an observer. Um, but anyway, I, I really like how aggressive the game is. Like I feel like you can't really leave yourself open too much. And if you do, you just yeah. end up getting steamrolled for the entire, the entire match. Um, yeah, no, like, the other thing I'm running into is, like, it's th- something about me in fighting games, like, for the longest time is I'm really bad about, like, blocking. Yeah, I am um, too. J- j- just there's something that, like, intuitively feels bad about, like, using the same button to, like, move backwards to block. Mm. Like, if it were, like, somehow, like, you know, in this game it really wouldn't work, but, like, on, like, a trigger, I feel like I could be way better at it, but there's something about, like... Yeah, the, the, like, Street Fighter's been doing button. that for a long time, so I'm kind of used to it there. Um, See, yeah, and, and I, I just don't play too many funding games that aren't, like, the Smash Bros. type. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like... Uh, so, yeah, like, defending and, like, getting my moves cut off are, like, the two things. But, like, it's really cool whenever, like... Like, Vegeta, like, wears up his final flash and then, you know, Goku's, like... Like, like too fucking bad. I'm gonna go Super Saiyan 3, then Kamehameha you. And, like, yeah. if it's the... Uh, if it's, like, the knockout move and, like, they have enough or uh as little enough health left like it becomes an attack that like it like z- the camera zo- like zooms out to like the earth yeah and you see it oh. just like a giant blast like go off into space it's so fucking and, dumb i love it and then it's like all right next fighter in it's yeah like, <laughs> so what i <laughs> so this is this game shares a lineage sort of with like the marvel versus capcom style where it's like 3v3 and you can tag people in to assist you mm-hmm. um and I, what i'm still learning and getting used to because i'm used to like one-on-one street fighter games or something is like just tapping the um assist button to get someone in to like keep a combo going or to break up their move um Mm. because you get like caught in a in a combo and like the other guy's wailing on you if you sometimes if you can get just like a brief second to tap l1 your other assist character will come in and do them like hit them with a brief attack and then you can move in to to keep keep fighting your opponent but what i i just forget to do that sometimes so i just like get juggled forever i always do if i ever use the tag button it's to hold it to switch into a new character so i can reserve some health that i'm losing on the primary character no but like but i was facing against someone online just in a casual match who we'll get to the matchmaking in a second but this guy was way better than me um like they're not even really matching up skill level here um and like he would hit me a whole bunch launch me into the air and then do an attack that would strike me down like back mm-hmm. towards the ground right mm-hmm. and right before i would hit the ground they would tag in their assist that had a beam assist so like they would just do like a quick kamehameha or whatever and just uh-huh. hit me and then they would rush in to keep attacking me so it was just like yeah i could not breathe um in that match no e- even on me playing like arcade mode on yeah. one of like uh on like one of the hard 
like uh, maps that they have. Yep, they have or, hard modes for different paths or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's playing a hard mode, and like even like in like a middle of the like uh, a middle of like the ladder climb of the arcade mode, like just like a middle match, I was getting those matches where it's like, okay, I can't even get a fucking attack in. Like, yeah, I like I've even knocked one of their people out, and I'm down to my last guy. Like, yeah, um, and and you know that's just as much my incompetence as uh, anything else. But sounds like a DBZ episode, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but but I also have pulled out a few matches like that where it's like, all right, like I've got hit left. Let's go, motherfucker. Yep, yep, yeah. Um, um, so, so you and I tried to play together, and uh, yeah. um, it was a really hard experience. I don't even really know how to like describe it, but basically, um, you have to make sure that you're in the same regional lobby, so you mm-hmm. can't just like press a menu button that says invite friend to match. You have to like go to a specific character in this little chibi lobby that you're all in and then communicate outside of the game which lobby you're going to be in and then find each other in that lobby and then set up what's called a ring match where you set the parameters. And you, if you don't want anyone else in the ring match with you, you can set a passcode. Yeah, and it's it's not in any of the like nodes that are around where you have like a yeah. node for training, a node for the story mode, a node for it's just anywhere arcade, in the local matches yeah. or online play. Like it's in the lobby you have to press r1 or r2 to create like a little match yeah for you to just to play with your uh with your friends online and like that's not very clearly communicated how to mm-hmm. actually get about that like we had to google it it reminds me of dark souls like it's that convoluted to find yeah someone else. and and then uh we ran into a bug we we're like that doesn't work and we had to like we tried different lobbies we had to like restart the game after we um, restarted the game weirdly enough it worked and yeah but but yeah we tried four or five different lobbies we spammed the like enter room button and it would just say no rooms found which is absurd because you're like looking at the room um so i think they finally fixed it but that was a really bummer town of an experience and it actually happened again um with brandon we played a couple days after that Mm -hmm. and we had to restart the game and and do that whole thing over so um so the last thing on this uh yeah Who's your uh, go-to t- uh, team right now? Uh, I love Tien. Um, T- oh, Tien's yeah. rad. Tien's really cool. Uh, I still really like Trunks because I kind of like how he... Yeah. Um, his, like, basic square um, square button or X button if you're playing on Xbox. Light, light attack. Light attack yeah. combo is, like, a really cool thing where he you hit him three times and then he, like, teleports to the other side of you to, like, catch you where you just flung your opponent or something. Uh, it's cool. He, he's like a very stylish. Dude, just admit it. I I do like the sword. Yeah. So and then Tien trunks. And then, um, for a while it was Tian trunks and Cell, and then it was Tian trunks yeah. and Nappa. It's sort of like a rotating third chair for that last yeah, one. Yeah, I, I I definitely have a rotating third with mine. Um, so my first two are uh, Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta. I haven't unlocked him yet, but yeah. Um, gotta get the, the all those Zenny. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um. So yeah, Super Saiyan Vegeta or Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta hit, um, who's a new character from Dragon Ball Super. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I keep going back and forth between uh Goku Black, yep. um, a little bit of trunks. Uh sometimes I'll play with adult Gohan, but I'll throw him in that first slot because uh I, I love pulling out the um Masenko? the one key, no the the one key charge attack and then uh, like swapping characters in and out yeah but his his attack for that is a like you have to be close to him area of effect um 
and it doesn't work great for that. So I don't play with him too much, but otherwise like he is the most like universally like getting into the meta. He's like one of the most universally like high ranked characters. And just for my play, like he doesn't quite fit what I like to do. Um, but I actually really like Goku. Yeah. Goku's a lot of fun. He's just like the um, Ryu of... Yeah, it's good. He's like a basic character. Yeah, t- totally, yeah. Which actually, th- now that I'm thinking about it, that totally makes sense because I like Ryu a lot in Street mm-hmm. Fighter. Uh, um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I, I will say that uh, Beerus is also a really cool character to play as because he, he's more he, about he's like manipulating... He's technical and weird, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then who... It's, Hitch it's is really, also interesting because he, he like... he Some of oh his moves, God, like he you activate it and then you're supposed to get hit to do a counter. He's really defensive and yeah. counter based, not as aggressive and, as the other character. And he's the fastest character in the game too. Yeah. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, we need to get together and have a local thing with that with Brian. Yeah. Brian, if fun. you were playing dragon ball, we, we just like monopolated that whole conversation, but like, uh, who would you be playing as? Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know any of the like Who's character stuff, character, but um, I really like Trunks. I also really like Goku and like Gohan. Yeah. Um, uh, which Gohan, teen or adult? Uh, I think adult Gohan always seemed pretty cool. Such a dork, but yeah, yeah. he's uh, pretty dorky. Where, whereas, whereas adult Gohan is uh, consistently one of the highest ranked. Teen Gohan is consistently the lowest ranked yeah, character he's in like, the game. Which, which I am actually fine with him. I, yeah. I do all right with him. He's a great Saiyan man. Yeah. Well, that's adult Gohan. Yeah, I like adult Gohan. <laughs> Although Gohan's good, um, yeah, no, he's really cool. I love his, uh, and I know that we're trying to get off, but his what would normally be like a basic key attack mm-hmm. is just this like, f- like yeah. forceful, like I do like air, that, like it's like a force push almost. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, there are so um, many little nuances to each character that make him feel really unique. So that's cool. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think I was gonna say it when you're talking about Beerus, it's just really weird watching Beerus get his ass kicked. Yeah, because um, like in the movie is, and stuff, he just like does not. He's so hit. like omnipotently like yeah like e- even when he's fighting Goku and Goku's giving him like a run for his money like me playing Beerus uh, just completely <laughs> ruins the facade of Beerus yeah. for me yeah um, because yeah I, I get my ass kicked with him but um, yeah um, I can't um, Brian, I think what have you been playing yeah Brian talk hey hi <laughs> um, I I've been playing I haven't played a, a ton but a bit of Dragon Quest Builders I was playing a lot last week when I was traveling a bit. But yeah. Um, yeah, boy, picked that shit up on my Switch, and it was—it's been pretty fun. Um, I think I kind of explained it to you guys. Is like, it's essentially like a like a triple A. Would you call it triple A? Like through Bandai Namco. Um, yeah, isn't it Square though? Oh yeah, it is Does Square. It have anything to do with it? I think yeah. it is Square. Like it's a triple A almost take on like Minecraft, and I I think it's excellent because the problem I have with Minecraft is I get very lost and bored because you essentially just like enter a world as a character and you can like build a house. And then once you build that house, you're like, great. I built a house. Yeah, there's, think, there's no direction. Yeah. I think I'm good. Like, I don't know what else to do, but the cool thing about dragon quest builders is it says, okay, we'll build a town. And as you build that town, here are a bunch of NPCs that will come populate your town and give you quests. And so it kind of feels like this, this like triple a take on Minecraft that it does it in a very excellent way that, with like RPG elements. Yeah, with like RPG elements like kinda adds more to it. And it, it it makes me think of like other like indie and not necessarily like indie but like non mainstream triple A games that like I'm waiting to see like a triple A take on. Like and, I, and the first thing of course comes to mind because it's on everyone's mind these days is like the battle royale game of like battle like like uh PUBG and like Fort 
uh, Fortnite. Like, I'm yeah. very excited to see this like this like AAA take on it a couple years down the road once we kind of dissect everything that it's about. I but, bet we'll be getting one way closer than a couple years. I'll bet Red Dead has it. Yeah, I bet. I would, I would agree. Yeah. Um, well, like, so whenever I played a, uh, Dragon Quest Builders, it reminded me a lot of when, like, that stretch where Ubisoft had a lot of, like, really cool, like, I guess they're they're, tech, they're literally not indie titles, but, like... Like, Grow Home Grow and... Uh, Grow, Grow Home and Child, uh, Child of, Eden, of Light. Or Light, yeah. Child of Light. Um, and then... Uh, and honestly, like, even to an extent, like, those Rayman games, like... Yeah, the it, UB it art just, games, or whatever yeah, you call them. Yeah, and uh, Valiant Hearts, like... Yep. It, it reminded me of that, like, where it's a AAA developer, like... And I guess, like, trying to capture the Minecraft uh, craze isn't necessarily, like, a huge risk, but, like... Yeah. But doing something creative and inventive and, like, outside of what, like, they normally do. And I, I felt like it was really successful in that. Yeah. Um, and, like... The, the humor, like, I could see why somebody wouldn't like it. Like, it's really, like, definitely, like, appealing to children. But I feel like, like just the concept of, like, it, in the game, the concept of building yeah. is just, like, erased from people's minds. Right. And, like, you are literally the only person, like, whose mind, like, understands, like, that, like, super abstract idea of creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, and people are just, like, you just like will this thing into being like, like what the fuck is going on? And it's, yeah. it's so like whole, like wholehearted and like genuine in that, like, and honestly, like in a way that kind of reminds me of, uh, like old school Dragon Ball, I suppose yeah. that's an easy comparison considering a Kira Toriyama did yeah. the <laughs> original Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior art. Right. Yeah. That, that is like still, mm-hmm. um, like that's still like the basis of the series aesthetic to this day. But like, it, there's just something about it that's so like charming and endearing and like, if it were a bad game, I'm sure that it would rub off the wrong way. But like, since that game is actually like a whole lot of fun, like it's just really endearing. I'm not super far into it, but I can't honestly like wrap my head around what a sequel will have. But I know that there's a sequel coming out. Um, yeah, in a few months. Soon, I think. yeah. It's gonna be co-op. I think is something that they might oh, have announced for it, which sounds great. Um, the only like real issue I have with it is since it's in third person, going inside buildings kind of is awkward, and it almost seems as though they just recommend that you don't even have a roof on a building. Like if you just oh, build a house yeah. with two with like two blocks high of walls, yeah. then that and you put a door on it that essentially counts as a house. And like I think that's fine, but at the end of the day, like I like putting a roof on stuff. <laughs> just kind of yeah. feels right. Yeah, I would feel empty if I didn't have a roof on a building. Maybe yeah. maybe you put a roof on when you're done in that building. So it's just like I don't know. Yeah, like I have, but like then when you go inside, the camera kind of gets confu- confused or stays outside sure. of the building. And your character just has like a highlight, and you can't really see what like where they're going. Yeah, oh, so weird. that's kind of the weird part about it. But overall, like it's it's a really cool game. It, it kept me occupied for like uh, about a dozen hours or so because I just had a lot of downtime while flying and like traveling. And uh, you know, like hey guys, the Nintendo Switch it's like portable and on the go, and it makes every game better because of it. Yeah, that's uh, cool. That's a I, I've been kind of itching for a new Switch game, and uh, I feel like maybe that's the one. Didn't we? Is that a sixty dollars game? I think fifty. 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 Yeah. It's not. Yeah, that, it's, it's not that bad, but it, it it is like two years old now, a year and a half, and it, I don't know. It just yep. seems like a tall order, especially with the sequel coming out so soon. So, uh, January twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it it's a great game. Um. It is, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it, and uh, I w- I'll play the demo maybe. 
Yeah, that's um, what got me into it, actually. Yeah. When I played the demo, I was like, I can see myself putting more time into this, and so I bought it. For sure. Um, I think I talked about this very briefly on an episode, maybe at the beginning of the year or something. Uh, we had a lot of games to go over on our first episode back after like a month or two off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have since played more Heat Signature, and I, I think I briefly described it then as like, uh, hotline Miami style like space hijacking game where yes. you like you it's so much more than that though because there's so many different mission varieties that like you're not doing the same thing on each one so you're not just like cold-blooded murdering everyone like you are in hotline Miami um, it's a super cool game um, and I I encourage anyone to like try it out I think it's only 20 bucks and you uh, yeah like the basic premise is you are mercenaries for hire uh, but you're like working for some sort of resistance, I think. And then you, you take these like basic missions where you might be like, okay, you have like a, you want to r- rescue someone from this ship without killing anybody. And also all the guards have armor proof, like armor that, w- that, that, that makes it hard to like kill them. So you're like, okay, uh, I need like a wrench and some, like a gun that has concussive bullets. So it doesn't kill anybody. And like, so you like plan out your attack and then you, uh, take your pod and you fly to the ship and you dock into it and they don't know you're there and you just like navigate this ship trying to kill all these people or like, you know, get through all these rooms and all these people. But the game is really cool because it encourages you to pause all the time so you can plan out your attack, especially if things go wrong. Um, so like you, sometimes you'll like walk and intentionally get spotted by an enemy just so you can get in range to like leap forward with your wrench or something mm-hmm. and it feels really good and i almost wish there was like a, a replay mode that would like show you your movements um like as if you hadn't paused you know right um so you can just like see everything happen at once anyway um that game's super cool and i i will say that i, w- I wanted to bring up like a, a specific mission there's like really tough uh defector missions they're called um once you liberate an area that's what you're working toward you're trying to liberate the whole galaxy so you can like there's little nodes on a map that you like can liberate but you um you once you liberate a galaxy you get a defector mission and one of them was like uh assassinate this person on a ship but then you click start and you're in space your character is not in a little ship you have an oxygen meter that's going down ever so slightly and you're just in space and the ship is like uh, a, like, I don't know, a kilometer away from you, whatever, and it's flying through space. You're both flying through space, right? And you're like, okay, how am I supposed to get to this sh- ship? Like, without a pod, I don't, I can't fly there. I can't dock to the ship. And then you look at your inventory, and you've got a shotgun, and a gun, and like some sort of transporter thing that can only be used on the on a ship. But, um, so then you realize, like, oh, if I just shoot opposite the direction I want to go, I will propel myself through space. And catch up with the ship. And then you can dock that way. So as long as you shoot and like blast yourself through space and land in the um in the pod before your oxygen runs out, like that's how the mission starts. And it was like the coolest feeling in the world, uh flinging through space like that and use it like mastering your momentum and like figuring out what angle to hit the gun to get into the ship. Anyway. Uh, that game's super cool, and it's it's hard to explain a little bit, but it, it it's really good at those Breath of the Wild style, like, you go in expecting one thing, right, and then right. all the systems work against you to, like, force you into a different play style. 
and it it's really rewarding once you finally figure things out and it's like procedurally generated there's permadeath for each character death doesn't really matter it's part of like the experience of dying and like okay, kind of losing some stuff yeah um i mean it matters like you, you will work hard to get resources and inventory for a certain character and then if you fail a mission or die or whatever um you lose some of that but you just start over with another character you're not really losing that much because all the missions are procedurally generated right um super cool game i highly recommend it so yeah um i was looking at it but i didn't buy it but i definitely like had a moment where i was like thinking about burning a steam gift card and then i held off but the more you talk Mm -hmm. about it the more i'm like man i could really use another hotline mayhem in my life uh or i I, you said you kind of it kind of gets different at this point but i could right something fast and and fun yep and i would say honestly that i think it's i think it's better than hotline miami Ooh. it's different but i think it's better i like it more it's more my style because it doesn't have any of the like it doesn't revel in violence the same way even though that hotline miami is technically commentary i guess but i think that i don't know it's a very tastefully done game sure so yeah that's heat signature heat uh, i really like it signature yeah uh we tried to play a game this weekend yeah so background they put Battlefield 1 on uh, Origin Access, yes. and I'm not really sure how long it's been on there, but like the base game is just there, so I downloaded it, and I was like, I'll give this game another shot. Uh, Coming full circle, because it's like the first game we talk about on this show. For sure, and I think during the holidays, I'm pretty sure, I purchased the season pass for it because it was like 60% off or something. Yeah, right now it's still 40 bucks or something yeah giving me access to all of the the dlc that which i think is still currently coming out mm-hmm. um and they just put something out this week yeah so i was really excited or well that's really not really excited but i was looking for something to play and so i bought that back during the holidays and put a couple more hours into it um and so Rhodes and i found some time to play try to play some battlefield one together and man talk about like another like horrible matchmaking yeah. process so I think how it worked was we both got into the game and then I invited you to my party. Yes. And then you weren't sure if you could, you were in my party at that point because the UI in Battlefield 1 is atrocious. And, yeah. And so we both then decided, well, we should probably just start matchmaking. <laughs> <laughs> so we both started matchmaking and it felt like maybe we were both matchmaking into the same game, but then we weren't. Yeah. I don't really remember. I just remember. Well, so here's what happened on my end. Like after we both tried matchmaking and realized that we were like matchmaking for different instances or something, I looked it up and it was like, okay, one per the party leader needs to matchmake into something. And then I will get a notification that says like, Oh, a game is available for you to join. Do you want to join it? And then, so you did that. You got into a game. Yes. And that prompt came up on my screen and the prompt to like hit accept and enter is the backspace button, which I think is really weird. It doesn't feel right. No, it's like that. It's only symbolized by the left arrow that's on the backspace key. So you hold that down. And then for me, nothing happened. Like I just sat there at the screen that I was already looking at. And I think that happened two or three times. And then it finally loaded me into a different game. And then the game loaded for both of us. And we're both like, yes, we're in the same map. Uh, we're going through all like the intro like videos and then it kicked us out of the game. Yeah. Was that the game that we, we got into and then we waited like 10 minutes 
And Something. Then, yeah, we waited for 10 minutes for people to join the game because, like, for whatever reason, we were matchmaking to a game that didn't have players yet. Yeah, and we, and we actually, like, zoned in and, like, set foot on the ground and were, like, walking toward each other. And then the game, like, lost connection and ended. Yeah. So then we were like, let's just play PUBG. <laughs> yeah. And it, that's what we did. And guess what? We, we opened up PUBG, we pressed play, and we were in a game within, like, seconds. <laughs> as buggy and weird as that game gets, like, at least the, like, party system is easy. In, on, like in works for the most part yeah, yeah. so um yeah play, play PUBG. right and i i guess i just want to say that like i played battlefield one a little bit with pc like mouse and keyboard controls with my uh my new 1070 that my brother sent me yeah and that that game really benefits from a mouse and keyboard or just not having any latency from like a controller you know right um it feels much better than it did when I first played it on PS4 like a year ago. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's a pretty um, good game. Um, I've, I'm terrible at it. Same. Like, absolutely awful. And I think the guns they give you when you're starting out are trash. Um, yeah. But anyway. I, I recommend the Kotaku article that like it's like a beginner's guide written by Heather, Heather Alexandra. She really sums it up all very quickly like what weapons you should save up to buy. Okay. I will check that out. Yeah. Um... Mikey, what's new in in Monster Hunter Land in the last uh, couple of weeks? The Mon Hunt. Uh, it's all the same stuff. A lot of uh, big boys, a lot of large gals. Um, I tried out a new weapon when I was playing with uh, one of Evan's friends from uh, Alpha Squad Junior, and uh, it's good. the The monsters are awesome. The gear is dope, and I'm. 45 hours into it wow. and like I'm still not done with the story and I'm just like I, I, I've been spending a lot of time playing with other people and like people who are, aren't as far as me so I'm like helping them out with their hunts but like while doing so I'm still getting gear that is or uh, still getting components and materials that are useful to me now so like even going back and doing old stuff since so much of the game is like the the progression is about like you know fighting old monsters and grinding and like getting enough parts to create um, new weapons and armor. And, like, I'm still just having a lot of fun with it. Like, even though I'm going back doing missions I've done before, like, since, like, that is the core loop of the game. Yeah. Like, like it's super easy to go back and play with other people and, uh, like, redo old content because, like, like you know, the, the, the missions will scale and you'll get more stuff for doing harder. Uh versions of those monsters but like i i'm still you know i'm still finding use and going back and doing it and like even if we're just kind of clearing through shit like um part of it is the loadout that i'm using like yeah um using a gun you need to harvest more materials uh to turn into ammo so like i'm running around and i'm like collecting more in those times where it's like we're just kind of clearing through this and like so if it's like not super like high stakes like i need to be like on my shit like i'm you know going a little more out of my way to like go pick stuff up and um gosh yeah it, it, that game is so good uh playing with other people's awesome like honestly playing with one other person i think is the sweet spot because uh-huh. you still have your pal uh you still have your palicos hmm. where uh because like the the max for a party is four and so if you don't have a um, three or more people, those other, you know, one or two of the other slots were filled by Palicos, your little, um, your furry friends that help you out. And they'll, they'll like, like, I 
the default version of those is that they'll heal you um, whenever your health is running low. But uh, I've since upgraded to one that will do more, uh, like less healing and more buffs, and like that's been a lot of a lot of fun. Like it's just uh, it's so good. Um, I'm glad you're still enjoying it because you know there's some weird parallels between this game and like a game like destiny where you know you mm-hmm. do the main story or you get to a certain point and then you're like tasked with doing end game content and like destiny has kind of made some weird decisions with destiny 2 to make the end game like not as rewarding for players it's pretty boring mm-hmm. yeah um so like it's cool that there's still i'm getting the general sense that people are like very happy with the sort of stuff that monster hunters doing in the late game oh yeah um and i'm not even sure if you could classify yourself as in the late game but um, oh no i'm I'm not done with the story yet yeah Yeah, i'm not even done with the story yet which is um like when you're done with the stories and people are like this is when it gets fucking good yeah and i'm like well i'm having a really good time right now and i'm i still have a few more story missions to go yeah uh and so something that i figured out recently is that um whereas older games had a lot more content like where it was like you know anywhere between like 80 and 110 hours to finish like the core game and then like another 100 hours of like post game stuff um like this one I've you know people are like topping out around like 110 hours mm-hmm. um and so like there's DLC coming to it and uh Capcom has said that the DLC is going to be free like cool that's great so so yeah so when more when more shit rolls out like like you'll just have it if you know you have the game and they keep doing these cool events like um first it was like the first like three weeks that the game was out um you had to get to like hunter rank six to um do an event mission that unlocked the uh horizon zero dawn uh gear for your palico oh nice so my yeah mine looks like a watcher from uh horizon and he has this really cool uh weapon that like it's got like a long handle and then the top of it is like a circular like spinning blade and the blade kind of looks like a pine cone um it's it's really fucking cool um but and right now the the mission uh the event mission that they have running through i think um the first week of march is if you have a save file for street fighter 5 on your uh on your system you have access to an event mission that gets you uh armor inspired by ryu and oh, yeah. so, so me and my my roommate are like, all right, like what's GameStop's return policy? Like we should go pick up Street Fighter Five, get the save file on our on our system, and then oh, take it back. Yeah, um, I'm sure they have plenty d- of used d- copies of Street Fighter Five. Actually, <laughs> uh, so like we're like we're at that point where like we're so invested in like shit, we should go pick up Street Fighter Five, you know, and most likely bring it back um, just so we can get the armor and Monster Hunter. So. It sounds like they're going to keep... Like, I think the second Horizon set, which is uh, a Hunter armor set, um, is coming, I think, at the end of March. Yeah. And, yeah, like, it's... Cool. Like, they're they're supporting it, you know. It's only a month out or so now. Um, yeah. But, like, it seems like they're supporting it well. The, you know, the extra content being free whenever that arrives is uh, definitely a big... Uh, definitely a pleasant surprise but like honestly it's as simple as like adding a few extra monsters to like i, I mean as simple as that is 
like not not to you know say yeah. that it's super easy to just put another monster into this game, but uh, like yeah, like if you put in like two more monsters, two or three more monsters in this game, it's like oh shit, like people go crazy and have you know a couple weekends worth of stuff to do. Like it's it's really good. That's cool. Um, I dig it. Kinda. Yeah. I don't have a PlayStation to play it on. I don't really want to buy it on Xbox. Mikey, you've been wait, wait till PC. Yeah, you could. Yeah. We could wait till PC, and then and then Brian, you and I can play it without Mikey, and then just talk about how good it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mikey, you've been playing that on your your new PlayStation Four Pro. Yeah, I have, and it looks real freaking good. Um, what mode are you playing Monster Hunter on? Yeah, is it a performance versus like a like resolution? Resolution. Uh, yeah. So you get the choice whenever you boot it uh, on a PS4. I um. First, I threw it on resolution mode. Just you know, when I first get it, I want like, all right, let's let's see this puppy purr, <laughs> um, and I you know like I, I want to see what like yeah. you know the peak like you know visual quality of visual fidelity of what right because you're like, you're a gamer and yeah. you care about fidelity and you care about yeah. graphics. Well, no, and, and like I, I you know I did a couple hunts with that and I was like, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That was a lot of fun. And then I hopped it over to resolution, you know, because at, at that point, like. Not that I'm like, all right, I've seen it enough. I get it. Yeah. But as you know, at a certain point, it's like, all right, yeah, no, I definitely want to perform uh, the performance mode. Pr- prioritize yeah. performance over, yeah. um, you know, it's about quality, not quantity of pixels. That's true. Um, but and actually, the game that, uh, yeah, like the the game that that really, like, I noticed the difference between the PlayStation and uh, PS4 Pro. Um, was actually Dragon Ball. Like Dragon Ball looks so much fucking better mm. on a PS4 Pro. Like it's it's insane. Like like cause that game looks really good on a normal PlayStation yeah. or a PS4. Um, um, it, I'm oh. I'm gonna be something. Oh, I'm just gonna say something. Here comes something. Real, real something. Here comes something. Mm-hmm. I have been to your apartment. Yes. And I think the TV in your living room is calibrated weirdly. And I wonder if that's also maybe what you noticed. Because I remember we were watching Jesus and Miro, and their skin tone looked like, like weirdly green. Watch your mouth. Mm. Called I, out. Like mm. I might want to like come over and just like fuck with that for a little bit. You want to fuck his TV? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was it was on the same TV that. Oh, the PS4 Pro is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, so the, that's what I, I was mean, wondering yeah, the, if you brought the PS4 Pro into your room, and that like that's what you noticed. No, no, my 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 the TV in my room is kind of junky. I, I okay. Because uh, the TV in my living room is, is a 4K TV. Yeah. Um, and oh. my the TV in my room is a 720p TV from... That's like Yeah, like baby, baby's first HD TV or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I didn't mean to be rude because I just didn't... You know, I don't know. But Well, you did. And I'm going to hang up on this Discord You should chat. apologize Shit. to Jesus and Mero while you're at it, too. Yes. Jesus, Mero, I'm sorry. I'll refund my tickets. Uh-uh. Uh, use, the, use their full names. Jesus, Nice, and the Kid Mero. Yeah, Jesus Nice, Kid Miro, the Kid oh, Miro. Oh, buy the tickets, by the way. Just reminded me. Yeah, do that if mm. they're still available, because then we could hang out. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying it, and uh, once again, I'm sorry for shitting on your TV. No, um, I'm, I'm... <laughs> you took shit on his TV after you fucked it. Brian, we are <laughs> NSFW. It's true. Sometimes my coworkers are like, "Oh, I saw you have a podcast," and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, it's fine. You don't have to listen to it." Um. <laughs> Shout out to Rose's coworkers right now. Thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure once they hear that it's about video games and hear me actually talk about a game, they're like, "Oh boy!" No, they'll be like, "That's can't do cool. This. That's cool, dude." Yeah, 
No. Um, I mean, like, they'll be joking, but... Yeah. Mikey, how's your uh, Star Wars campaign going? Star really Wars. Good. Um, Star yeah, Wars. We, we wrapped up our uh, D&D campaign, mm-hmm. and uh, we have moved on to Star Wars Edge of the Empire. We're doing a campaign with uh, all droids, which has already, like, yielded some really interesting uh, results. Beep, boop. And... Yeah, lots. Of, actually, I'm playing an astromech droid, and uh, like, I, since we're playing with all droids, like, and I'm my, since I'm an astromech droid, I speak uh, binary exclusively. Right. But since they're all droids, like, you know, the conceit is that they all understand me, so I don't need to actually speak in uh, bleeps and bloops. But um, yeah, so we started off our campaign, and we're like immediately back on our own like fucking bullshit where <laughs> our our team is just so dumb and like very easily gets distracted and just kind of ruins everything um and in in the way that tabletop rpgs are fun um when shit gets screwed up um yeah it's it's a, it's a lot of fun like as you know we played uh not age of the em- edge of the empire but age of rebellion um together recently yeah and uh so yeah we started our campaign um where uh i if we were meeting on this uh on the space station in like outer room space an area that like was just recently discovered to have um like some valuable materials and so like it's starting to pop off or people are like coming out there to try and like you know make their fortune um and like selling, uh, actually, like he kind of took it not explicitly from uh, the Last Jedi. I think we're beyond uh, minor spoiler territory, but where like the idea of like people mining and selling to both both sides of the war to profit, right? Um, like where like this is what people are like trying to do out there, and so. Um, you know, like we're out in this yeah. kind of area of space, and so we're uh, we're a bunch of robots. We're like on the space station. Um, we haven't set up like kind of how we got together yet, but um, just to get us going and get us started and familiar with the mechanics, we just had a kind of like a prologue. Um, and so I like in the narrative, like my character um, brought brought the uh, t- this like mission to light. And we are trying to uh, get down. We're, we're, we're going to go discover uh, the site that a ship went missing and is believed to have crashed. And we, uh, um, so we had to steal a, sh- a ship from the space station, uh, which was like, it was a ship that was in a junkyard, was like kind of torn to pieces. And so we're like, nobody's going to miss this. Let's like, you know, kind of go under the radar and like take this and, um, Sorry, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go take this ship, and we're gonna use it. And we're you know no one's gonna no one's gonna care. It's it's in a junkyard. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, so we try to get past these guards. First person, not really like fully realizing the uh, like her the implication of her character in the world as a protocol droid walks up to these two guards um, and it's like, so, how do you like your jobs? Like, trying to distract them so we can try to sneak in and they're like, uh, what's your malfunction, protocol droid? Like, um, <laughs> so like, and it's like, immediately like, kind of like, not fully role-playing the character and like, 
the DM's like punishing for it, or GM is punishing us for it. And, um, and so, like, but the way that the game systems work is that, um, like, they responded that way because she failed the check, but she had an advantage on it. And so he's, he's like, the guard's really annoyed and, like, really concerned that this protocol droid is, like, trying to make small talk with them. But in, in you asking about his job, he realized that he hates his job and that his shift is actually um, ending. And so he, like, leaves to go, like, clock out of his shift. Um, so then, like, um, we kind of, like, deliberate and, like, wait a little bit for the new, for the next shift to come in so we can make our next attempt at fucking sneaking into this place. Yeah. Um, and so I, I hacked the computer system found like the passcode to get through the door and then we pretended to be service droids going in there to you know work in this junkyard and um i get to the ship find out it needs some parts um since i'm the mechanic pilot i stay behind to um to like to work on the ship and see what i can do to get it going uh and then like half of our party which in retrospect i should we should have known better that these are the people who like are the primo people at like fucking around and doing dipshit stuff. Um, we send them off to go find the part we need. And so they go and they find a ship with the part that we might need. Um, and like try sneaking onto it. They like, again, uh, kind of raise suspicion. And so one of the, uh, one of the other guys who's playing like an HK 47 model droid and is playing it somewhat similarly. Um, like goes and starts a shouting match nearby enough to distract the guards. The two other fucking like, uh, honestly, it's the the three stooges of our group. Um, they go onto the ship and, uh, like try to remove the piece and, and trying to remove it. They actually turn the ship on and it starts moving and like they turn the engines on and the ship's just like sliding across the hangar. (laughs) And then one person's like, it's okay. I'll fly it, and the person has uh, one dice in piloting skill. Nice. Um, like, literally the least qualified person in our group to p- pilot the ship is, like decides, hey, I'm going to fly this thing. Miraculously, she succeeds, but with, like, really bad luck. Um, and so, like, she grinds the ship out of the hangar and, like, clips aside with it. And, uh, and so, like, the ship's just kind of, like, floating out of this hangar into space. And, you know, they, like in the, the gym, like in stories, like, yeah, like people are fle- freaking out. Alarms are going off and they like, they scan this ship, but there's no signs of life on it. So they just assume that it's like malfunctioning and drifting off into space. Um, and so then like, yeah, just a bunch of bullshit occurs. And like when he randomly rolls to find out what kind of ship it was, he decides that it's a, uh, like a Marauder, uh, Corvette class ship that like, has a minimum like fifty-two person crew on it. Nice. That, um, like throughout these the series of events, like I I get our rinky, sh- like our really crappy ship that we were planning on stealing. I get it functional enough to fly it into the hangar of this other ship, and uh, so now we're like, okay, I guess we're stealing both of these ships, and we're gonna go take one and sell it, uh, for whatever we can get fucking get for it, and just get it off of our hands, and then try to go off and do this mission, and like just tabletop role-playing games are so fucking fun. And like, yeah, part of it's the group that I'm playing with. Cause they just like, they d- don't know how to ground themselves into a world. 
and it just makes it really exciting because like they just constantly just do random shit where like I like whenever I roleplay I try so hard to like kind of f- like fit into like just the normal person existing in this world kind of game um like Austin Walker was talking about like how whenever he plays Skyrim like he mods it so he's not the dragonborn he's just like a dude a dude yeah, yeah. And, like, and that's yeah. largely how I like to play is like you know like I- I'm playing like like an old um like definitely like um like should be retired astromech droid like that's what I'm playing as um and like yeah it's 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 just a lot of fun like Edge of the Empire works so great because like all the skills aren't pass fail it's like succeed fail and then also good luck and bad luck at the same time and so it's like even though you fail like I'm trying to remember a check that I did um where like yeah I think it was like my first attempt to repair the ship like I failed but I um it's like oh yeah like I accidentally like made one of the engines like not work but I discovered you know something else cool yeah i can't think of a good example that we i actually ran into but um, yeah you'd be like you like disabled an engine but you managed to like gain access to the like circuit board or something to like enable power on the ship yeah yeah no and, and yes yeah, so there's like there's two mechanics like with each dice roll that go into play that could you know each of them could positively affect you or negatively affect you or one or the other and it's it's really cool like it, it works so great i love it yeah, I really um, feel much okay. more of like an itch to um, to run a game of Genesis, which is the same dice system on Star Wars, but yeah. for, with like no no like specific setting, so you could do like fantasy, sci-fi, modern day. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I have a question about that actually. Something yeah. that just I just thought of, like the Star Wars fan in me wants to explore different campaigns, like in that with that type of game and like mm-hmm. um but does just having a pre-existing universe like star wars it has like pretty like clearly defined rules like does that sort of limit what you can do in a in a game like that or does it actually make it easier for you to just like yeah. tell varying stories you know what i mean because like i mean all all fantasy games like this have rule books but like star like everyone knows what star wars is yeah. and should be they they definitely Sorry. emphasize like you're not you're not building like a canon like yeah. like story right so you're not building like something that you're uh, is gonna be part of a movie or fact checked to all hell however like it is I think that there is like a uh, a level of quality that comes with the mastery of knowledge you have of Star Wars that really like uh, can sure. dictate a a, a fun campaign from like an excellent one that fits right in with the uh, that fits right in with with the movies or with the novels or comic books and so I think like if you can if you can decide early on like are you trying to build a side story that like fits perfectly or are you just trying to have fun in a world that you uh, like watching like in movies or whatever like as long as you figure out what how you want to set that scope it it should work either way. Yeah. Like I, I honestly think it works better because um like specifically going from D D to Star Wars now, um, where D D just like well it does have like a like vast lore that exists to it, like I've played a good amount of D D 
and I couldn't fucking tell you much about like that world's like actual lore, like just the stories that we've created within it that, you know, are clearly like not canon. Um, but like when you're playing Star Wars and you're like not sure what to do or like what norms are and yeah. like it's really like if you've seen the like specifically if you've seen like Rogue One, um, A New Hope and like if you've seen like the original trilogy, like, you know. Like yeah. for for Edge of the Empire, when like you're in a lot of those areas that like the original trilogy spends a lot of time in, um, like yeah, watch like the Maz Eisley Cantina and like a fair amount of like Rogue One, like you kind of have an idea of what world you're in. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, like, I I just feel like it's it's easier to understand like where you are and what you're doing as opposed to like what specifically is like. Are th- is, what, what's it like in like dwarven culture like what are the norms here like Star Wars is just like you know like especially in the Edge of the Empire like Outer Rim stuff it's just kind of like a wild west in space and like you For sure. I feel like it's I feel like it's easier to understand like your role and your part in the universe yeah and um, and for a game like Edge of or the um, Fantasy Flight Star Wars RPGs like it's so designed to kind of like go off the rails and like go in any direction at any moment and you know if you're running a game there's you know more more likely than not like you are going to have a pretty like firm grasp on what the star wars universe is like yeah and so it makes it easier to accommodate when shit goes off the rails because you understand what the rules are what um you can kind of run with and like you have just just having that base of knowledge like versus like almost literally any other like rpg setting like it just makes it so much easier to know how to behave and know what the limitations of what you're doing are. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of star Wars, I've been playing star Wars battlefront two and I want to ask you guys a question or just talk about something. Um, battlefront two, like on PC, like say what you will about it. It's a very pretty game and dice makes very pretty looking games with their frostbite engine. Um, and I mentioned earlier that I got that new graphics card and I like cranked everything up to ultra and the game runs like really, really well, but I actually can't, like, I don't know if it, it doesn't look <laughs> any better than it did before. I don't think. And I noticed that with PUBG too, if anything, it's just making things a little bit more stable. Um, and granted I'm, I'm going from a 1060 to a 1070. So it's not like that big of a leap, you know, Yeah. but like I noticed this, I kind of felt this way when I had the 1060 too, like, I couldn't really tell that this game was looking better on PC than it was on PS4. Um, is that normal to you, Brian? I don't know. I haven't really compared um, like games on console and PC lately, but yeah. I do find that you know, like when you look very closely, things like anti-aliasing and uh, a lot of like post-processing effects are a lot more pronounced on PC than on uh, like the consoles. And so, um, you know, as we get to the point where games are just looking better and better um those changes are gonna be a lot harder to like notice in general compared to like you know like xbox to xbox 360 was a much more profound uh usually change than like late 360 to to xbox one or similarly ps3 ps4 so um yeah i think that we're, we're we're gonna get to a point where like consoles are gonna look damn near close to to their pc counterparts but I think part of that it is where you're going to notice the downfall of like having a console is you're going to have to sacrifice things like on 
the PlayStation 4 versus the PlayStation 4 Pro with that resolution or performance mode. Uh, you right. can get resolution and performance on a PC right now for yeah. any game. And so when it comes That's to true. the PS4, it's just like... Uh, or like the Xbox One. Like they're, they're already saying like these consoles are are reaching their max capacity, which is why we have an Xbox One X already and things like that. True. Yeah, I think the one of the other things I'm noticing is that I, I don't think I can tell when something's running at 60, even though my little FPS counter tells me that it's running at 60 frames per second. Um, sure. And I, you know, I have a relatively cheap monitor, and I'm wondering if like that's part of it, even though the refresh rate is 60 hertz. Um, there's just something yeah. about it that like I can't really tell the difference between 60 on this machine and like. 30 on my ps4 yeah i think uh, that um you jumping into the world of uh you know 190 frames or 144 frames or whatever mm-hmm. will show you a pretty significant difference um yeah it, it like i'm still not one of those people that is like oh like like i could never go back but i know that like they're like jason shire from kotaku's been writing a lot of stuff about it lately and his experiences, so I'd say maybe like <laughs> dip into that a little bit and see if yeah, see if he's if 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 it feels relatable at all, or if he's just kind of like, you know. No, it's funny. Like it, it is relatable. It's it's funny to hear him talk about. I must have sounded the exact same way, but he's talking about like PC gaming as if he's making all these realizations that like no one else has discovered yet. <laughs> right. It's super weird because like, everyone around him has been telling. Yeah, everyone around him has been telling him. Um, about PC gaming, so it's like, what are you doing, dude? Um. Anyway, yeah, that's that. And then I, I just have a quick question before we can wrap it up, or if there's anything else you guys want to talk about. Yeah. Over the weekend, uh, Evan and I played, um, PUBG duos, and real without quick, me. like, without <laughs> you. Sorry, I think we were waiting for you, or like, yeah. I think it was the game that we said that we were gonna <laughs> die soon. Oh yeah, and then you um, chicken. Or, ooh, then we got a chicken spoiler. dinner. <laughs> no, it's okay. We got our chicken dinner. Um, there was four people left, me, Evan, and another duo. And I got one of them down. Their teammate got me down. And then Evan got the last guy. And we got the chicken dinner. Does that count for me? Do I get the chicken dinner as yes, well? Yes. You fucking earned that poultry okay. d- dinner. That, like, asshole in me thinks that, like, if I wasn't alive until the very end, then it doesn't count, you know? No, you still got it. You still got there. I think yeah. at the end of the day, like it's not as though also that you like died um, right at the beginning or something, and then Evan and then just, Evan like, won. Yeah, <laughs> soloed it. But right, I did get a couple kills too, so I like I contributed. Yeah, like without me, Evan probably wouldn't have gotten it. So yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That was fun to dip back into that with people again uh, over the weekend because I end up. That's like a game that I'll come home and play on my own um, for like an hour before making dinner or something every night. And that game is, a, I think it's more fun. I think duos is like the ideal, kind of like how Mikey was talking about with, um, how Mikey was Monster talking Hunter. about with Monster Hunter. But I, uh, so you but can I also, PUBG with your little cat friends? Yeah. Exactly. Cat boys. But, but like just playing with, with you guys and, and then Evan brought in a friend that, uh, Mikey, you know, you know Jordan Cole, right? Is that his name? Yep. Yeah, we played with him. And oh, that was a fun like, game. 
that was a fun game mostly because we were just like somehow making each other laugh every couple seconds <laughs> that was just like the goofiest i think we were all very tired it was late um it was a good time so anyway that's video games you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about no but you know what black oh what what oh. have we all seen black panther yeah i was gonna say black panther's dope as fuck it was super very good, good movie yeah michael b jordan is very attractive <laughs> Yes. He's my fa- he's my favorite weeaboo. <laughs> he also loves anime. Yes. Um, Brian, you're about to say yeah. something. Yeah. You know, maybe video games are okay. Yeah. They're, you know what? The, maybe, maybe not you're not right. quite as good as anime. Mikey, if gun to your head, I, I don't like that. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. But if you had to choose anime or video games. <sighs> Man, that's tough. I, I mean, I, I like more of video games than I like more of anime, mm-hmm. but but peak anime. It's sort of like just, quality over kiss. quality over quantity. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. man, that, that that's a, that's a toughie. Because, yeah, it, it I mean, it'd be video games because I, I assume I'd have other TV and other movies. Mm, yeah, I guess so. I mean, to to what extent uh, there are movies and TV that aren't anime? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's the lesser, but right, right. Brian, uh, yeah, video games or anime? Uh, video games. Well, because yeah, I like. Playing. I'm gonna say anime. What's That's your right. Anime. Um, Boku, Boku no Dragon Ball. I'd watch I am that. Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that show. I am Dragon Ball. I am. It's sort of like a, a metaphorical title. Um, when you say you are Dragon Ball or I am Dragon Ball, you're actually Shenron. It's from his perspective. Yeah. Oh, I would um, also watch that anime. Yeah. Th- that would actually be... Oh, that'd be really... Uh, Low-key, low the you, best you part found, of that movie... You found the movie, nug. Yeah, I did. The best part of the uh, Dragon Ball Battle, Z, of Gods. Battle of the Gods was when... Brian, are you going to watch this? I mean, yeah, you, but You like, should, but it's so early on in the series... Yeah. Uh, spoilers. Um, and it is pronounced Shenron, right? Shenron? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shenron, they summon the Shenron to help again, like fight or summon a Super Saiyan God so they can beat Beerus. Um, yeah. And Shenron comes in, he's like scared of Beerus. Yeah. And he's like super respectful of another God or a, a, yeah, a it's, God. It's, that's like the best part because normally he's like this ominous omnipresent like super powerful oh that's awesome uh being yeah. but like so, even beerus made him scared which i thought was awesome yeah so like I, i've been re-watching the the i've caught i've caught up on the dub where it's at and then i watched uh battle of gods with a friend and battle of gods does it so well because uh like they're sitting there talking to shenron and like he kind of does have that like fuck it's you guys again yeah like reaction and then like goku keeps just like be like, oh hey Shinron, like like we're old pals, and Shinron's just kind of like, dude, like I'm a fucking dragon, and like Goku keeps talking to him and asking him shit that isn't his wish. He's like, it's like, come on, I need you to give me a wish. He's like, yep. oh sorry, we're just trying to do this thing for Lord Beerus, and he's like, oh well, like what Lord Beerus, like oh oh shit, and then like whenever he finally grants her wish, he's like, uh please excuse me, like like please let me be <laughs> excused, and then like fucking bolts. It's yeah, it's really good. Yeah, um, that and then uh my bulma that's probably the best moment of dragon ball my bulma v- with vegeta oh yeah 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 when he just yeah that was really yeah good. That, that, that's that's like the best moment of that like it's like 
that signifies like character development and like oh, mm-hmm. it's it's so good um i'll have to keep watching but i think we need to wrap up this program yeah. of ours um, is, is that where you're at yeah i haven't watched anymore <laughs> um, i watched like yeah. half of i've watched the episode where like intergalactic travelers come to meet mr satan <laughs> mr satan um. it's so it's so fucking good i <laughs> yeah, love that episode uh, yeah that, that's good Anyway, um, thank you all for listening to our show about video games. You can follow us at Fans of Genre on Twitter, and uh, I'm at Rhodes Clark on Twitter. I'm at Brian T. Swanson. I am at Mikey Krieger on the Twitter.com. Mm-hmm. A big thank you to John Bash, who recorded our awesome theme song. You can find more of his music at johnbash.com. That's going to do it for us as fans of the genre. We hope you found something to enjoy. Be good at video games or delete your account. Guns suck. Hell yeah. (laughs) Fuck your guns. Unless the unless they're your bicep. I, I, I like your biceps.